Good morning, and now it's time for Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Middleham and 12th Street. And look who we found over the garden fence. <laughs> None other than the one, the only, Mr. Andy Waddell. Good morning, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You I'm know, good. some mornings are, you'd think there'd be Tim Allen on the other side of the of the fence, just, you know, just... <laughs> well, you know, I personally, I, I mean, I like Tim Allen, but I'd rather see you. Oh, <laughs> I'd be on the other side. He'd be, we'd be sharing his pruning woes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he knows enough about gardening or <laughs> that I would trust what he knows about gardening. That would be the thing. He'd be automotive. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I can't understand, I, I guess his, his, um, uh, comment to replanting and would be rewire it. Well, you, can't, you know, <laughs> can't really rewire flowers. I mean, you can replant them. You can you replant can. trees. You know, you can do that. But rewiring, eh, not so sure. You doing good today? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad to see the rain. I uh, hope people that are in flood-prone areas are keeping an eye out, especially near Portage Creek and yeah. uh, Vicksburg and, and, and Portage and, and whatnot. But, yeah, we really... We really you know, needed it. This and unfortunately with the deficit, Andy, I don't I don't think it's going to make a huge dent, but I think it's gonna do two things. It's number one, it's gonna brighten up your lawn. Yes, for and sure. And number two, it's going to uh cut the deficit enough to where the fire danger is reduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, still gotta be careful, but uh but I'm yeah, I'm I'm Never so happy as to see rain, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I just talked to Rick Shields, and he's saying so far this morning about about three-tenths coming yes. in and still more to come. Yeah, so. I think it's, it's a little bit more. While we're on the subject of Mr. Shields, uh, we want to wish him a very happy birthday. Today. Oh, happy birthday, Rick. Yes, yeah, uh, man. Rick's birthday today. And, and many more. Yes, indeed. For sure, for so, sure. So uh, uh, Rick, of course, our agricultural guru, appears uh, Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 a.m. here on yeah. KZO. and. Uh, then uh, throughout the day, so happy. I birthday. might I might uh, visit him some morning because crops also take windbreaks, and him and I have been talking about oh, yeah. where where windbreaks are essential sometimes, and uh, some of those windbreaks keep getting taken down. So yeah, I also wanted to comment this morning before I got started. Uh, three weeks in a row, I've come into the studio, and you guys have a Korean dogwood mm-hmm. that is still in bloom in the rain this morning. Um, still a number of flowers. Last last week it was almost all white, and uh, what a nice plant! I'm not sure you guys have a huge ground maintenance department here, watering, no. pruning, taking care of. No, uh, we do have some people to come in. They mow our lawn and they yep. weed and they do things, but I'm not sure they. Uh... So durability. If you guys ever are interested and you're having problems with the dogwood, look at Korean dogwood. It flowers later, but it is such a nice. Flower, fruit, fall color. Um, it's good for season plant, and it's it's tough. I know it's it's taking it here and uh, doing beautiful. So, yeah. thank you everybody for uh, inviting me into your home this morning. And um, if you have any questions or comments or concerns or maybe drainage problems this morning, uh, give us a call at three eight two four two eight zero. And um, Jim always tells us if we're a little radio shy. Yes, you can text at eight zero three seven three. So, so please what, feel free to do that. You bet. So uh, again, good morning, and what a blessing God gave us with some rain overnight and another batch actually early Friday morning, and just talking about more on the way. It's a huge relief to our plants, our trees, our shrubs, lawns, gardens, the perennial beds, and more. 
You can almost hear the earth give a sigh of relief. I know that uh, Michigan is very blessed. There is many states that don't get this opportunity. The burned up lawns looks like it might recover. The garden will continue to grow, but a lot of evergreens and older trees did not make it as this current drought was kind of the final straw. Newly planted plants are also really struggling due to the drought, and what a blessing, again, the rain is. With moisture, though, there is lots to be done, and um, once it's gone, the honeydew list will continue to grow longer. Summer annual color. Is your summer annuals actually struggling? Some of the plants, um, uh, Jim, just making sure you know nurserymen, a lot of times <clears throat> we're not always available at home. It's like the electrician that doesn't have lights. Um, so um, you buy the plant. You're like, oh, I better buy them before they're all gone. Yes. But then you take them home and then don't plant them. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the annual sat at our house for a couple weeks and under struggle um, got them in the ground the other night. Flowers here in Kalamazoo, we are very fortunate. We are one of the annual capitals of the world. A lot of the annuals for the United States are grown right here in the Portage and Kalamazoo area. Um, Comstock also included. and um, But they are grown under perfect conditions in a greenhouse with the right amount of moisture, the right amount of sun, and feeding without any wind. <gasps> we said feeding. Yes. We're going to be talking about feeding later because there was quite a, a comment and an issue about uh, self-sustainment on a tree. But <clears throat> I can only go so many days without any lunch. <laughs> then the annuals get purchased. Then they go to your house or business and suddenly get put out into extreme conditions. So do your annuals a favor. Pinch them back. You got some long runners. Cut them back. They'll appreciate it. They're an annual, remember? They will not make it during the winter. Then feed them hard with fertilome, root, and bloom. It is a 958.8 and gives the energy or to kickstart them again to get them to bloom and producing more buds and more growth right away. Or maybe it's the repot the annuals from the small pot or the small hanging basket you bought them in. Give the plant some room for its roots need to grow, putting them in larger pots, moss baskets, um, anything. Clay I always like because clay can breathe, and if it's too dry, it'll absorb. If it's too wet, it'll perspire. We have big um, crocs that we have our annuals planted in, and uh, I'm a big fan of petunias because uh, <clears throat> sometimes you could gnaw a petunia and it comes back with a vengeance, no problem. How about putting them in with a little fertilome, high-density potting soil, if you're transplanting? Mix it in with some dairy dew uh, soil called flower dew and uh, do the transplanting, lifting them out of the pot. Uh, somebody said the other day, I planted my shrubs on Monday and on Friday, I think there's already a problem with them. Really? And Jim, I think that probably there was not any issue other than lack of. Water. Okay. So we pulled the plant out of the ground. The plant had hardly even been touched. No roots had been massaged. Nothing had been even scarcified. So make sure when you're taking an annual uh, plant out of the pot, loosen up the roots. Get it so it feels like it's been transplanted. Or better yet, how about a drip irrigation? 
I know a friend of mine that we maintain her yard, and you walk up to the front door, and the annuals are beautiful, and every one of those pots has got a little tube going to them, and she's all got them on a timer. Makes it that easy. Right now, also, pruning needs to be get underway. But remember, prune the right plants now instead of pruning the wrong plants. Sometimes um, <clears throat> I was at uh, Woodbridge Market the other day in the parking lot, Jim, and I was watching a crew, and it was time to shear. But if you don't know what you're shearing, they were shearing all of the woody hydrangeas and cutting all of the flower off them and wasn't right. The flower wasn't quite there yet. It was just about the flower, and it was all being pruned off. Why? Because it was the time to prune. That's what the you know the crew was sent over to do. So instead of pruning a portion, the right items, things like lilac, forsythia, rhododendron, quince, mock orange, those are all uh, deciduous shrubs that easily could be pruned right now that have flowered long time ago and need to be pruned before they set their flowers next year. Broadleaf evergreens like boxwood, pieris, and holly could all be trimmed even into their woody uh, portion of their plant right now. <clears throat> Again, selective prune. Don't take all the foliage off a plant. It's going to recover very hard and very slow. Now's the time to prune evergreens also. Shearing them back 15th of June to the 15th of July is almost optimal time for pruning. Yes, you can prune some shade trees, but no on oak. Remember. Why no on oak? Because that is what brings on our oak wilt and our oak decline. Oh, okay. And even on dead wood, remember, everybody, if you, and it's one thing, Jim, if there's a branch rubbing against the house and ruining the house, I understand. But as the person is cutting it off, you better get a ladder up there and immediately seal it or just wonder, can I wait till fall, till the leaves drop? And uh, remember, oaks are important. I'm driving around Kalamazoo. There is a lot of oak suffering due to some of the decline. Warm, moist weather definitely means conditions are right for lawn disease to thrive. Have you looked at your lawn lately? Hmm, how much brown is there? If you're experiencing disease problems and not just drought, apply a deterrent now. Fertilone Lawn Disease Control will both cure and prevent most disease problems. Looking at plants at the house the other day, yes, I have bugs too. <laughs> and uh, four-line plant bug continues to uh, damage a lot of, a lot of uh, plants right now. So favorite plants include like geranium, caryopteris, viburnum, rubecchia, shasta daisies. Those are all plants that easily could be controlled with systemic insect control. Um, again, remember to not spray in the heat of the day. Remember when you're putting on a um, spreader sticker or an oil-based product, 72 degrees or up can smother the plant and burn the foliage. Remember, that foliage probably will come back, Jim, but it is sometimes turns brownish-black and they wonder what happens. Observe junipers right now very closely. Sometimes you wonder, is it just winter kill? Well, right now it's not. Many junipers are showing an off-color appearance, brown branch tips and brown branch dieback. The number one problem in junipers in many landscaping is over watering with irrigation. Two or three waterings 
per summer, believe it or not, is usually adequate. And I'm, I'm um, uh, right now, Jim, it has probably been a little drier. So, you know, even once a month, once every three weeks, an established junipers is really all it takes. Drive the shoreline, drive down south. You'll see junipers growing in rock and sand. And so sometimes overwatering promotes phomopsis tip blight. So again, systemic uh, um, spray with your um, triple action would give you uh, insecticide, miticide, and fungicide all in one. Needle scale and red spider mite are also being observed right now. A smoky cast sometimes appears on emerald green arborvitaes on the lower portion of the plant. Take a clean piece of white paper, shove it into the plant. Tap the foliage many times. Bring the white paint, paper, bleh, if I can speak, the white piece of paper out, Jim, and you will see these little red little things running around on your paper. Smear them. I bet they will be red. It is red spider mite. Very easy to be controlled, but again, systemic insect control on a soil drench and making sure the plant is not struggling. Sometimes a good, healthy human, we've said before, and we'll talk about feeding on our, after our next break, but a good, healthy human can fight off a disease or a cold a little better. Um, the same with a plant. Growing healthy plants is the first line of defense against insects and disease problems. Weakened or stressed plants attack a host of problems. Pest attacks slow-growing or weakened plants. They're smart, which hastens their decline. This is why regular fertilization Weed control, irrigation, and insect and disease control are really important. Don't neglect your plants. Presuming that plants will take care of themselves actually will lead to the ultimate problem. Visit valuable plants often and check their needs. If you have questions, bring the samples into Waddell's Diagnostic Clinic to keep your lawn, your landscape, or your garden healthy and well. All right. Well, again, 382 or you can text us at 80373 if you're a little radio shy but you still want to ask a question. And we will be right back with Over the Garden Fence here in 591069 FM, WKZO. Nothing enhances the look of your outdoor living area quite like stone. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center carries several varieties of bagged stone, and this week it's 10% off. Whether you're looking for a formal, rugged, or natural look, stone can add that finishing touch to your landscape. Plus, it's more permanent than wood mulch, meaning it won't need to be replaced year after year. How can you add the beauty of stone? Add a walkway made of Royal Gorge Rock or Firefield Blend Stone. Or accent your succulent garden with quartzite. Whether you're creating a one-of-a-kind patio or want to accent around a garage or an outbuilding, the experts at Waddell's can help you every step of the way. Bring your area measurements to Waddell's and they can help you estimate how much stone would be just right for your project. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center has everything a gardener's heart desires. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Waddell's.com. WKZO News Time 923, 67 in rain here at 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Back with Andy Waddell and Over the Garden Fence on this Saturday morning. And uh, we were uh, discussing the, the uh, phrase, to feed or not to feed? <laughs> that is the question, and I'm sure you're going to answer that. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, 
a lot of times we see a good, healthy plant. Once it gets going, you're like, oh, good, it's making it on its own. I'll revisit you in 10 years. But actually, plant food and fertilizing 101 is we, what we want to talk about on our next segment. So fertilizing your plants is as important as tasting and seasoning your dish that you're about to eat at every step of preparation. Or sharpening your figure skates before attempting the axle. Or wiping down your bowling ball before attempting to knock down that split. Didn't you know you should be tasting or seasoning and sharpening and wiping? You can't be faulted for not knowing the finer points of a process if you're well-versed in the cooking or skating or bowling culture. You should be uh, disparaged for not knowing about feeding their, your plants either. Unlike other living things, they are tasked with caring for, like pets and children, which come to mind. Their landscape and plant beds don't necessarily give them quick indications that they are needing an input of nutrients. Fertilizing plants isn't one of those things people think of as totally necessary until they are informed. So a lot of times the question comes in first, do I need to fertilize? So um, to accord to some studies um, through one of the... Um, Uh, one of the garden magazines that we've had, a prevalent question consumers about fertilizing is the basic as it gets. Do I need to fertilize? The question really comes back, why? The simple question is answered. Very, very interesting. All of the nutrients, especially when you think about fruits and vegetables, has to come from somewhere, he says. In a lot of these cases, these nutrients are coming in from fertilizer. These particular importance, and if you're potting up soil in a container, if you're growing year after year, those nutrients in time will be taken up by the plants and removed from the soil. If you have to replenish them, basically, they have to eat too. And they have to eat something that's going to give them nutrients. And yes, fertilizer is essential. We work very closely with a spoma and Espoma products, we have a full line of Espoma and Fertilone products at Waddell's <clears throat> that will help you, whether it be natural or and organic. Um, Espoma has a lot of natural nutrients that is very easy to put on a plant. Slow release, I will say, also is a very good benefit because you won't burn the plant. Sometimes, Jim, we used to always say grandpa would put on 12, 12, 12. Well, after a week, boy, you put 12, 12, 12 on a dry item. Whew, that's really hard on a plant. We're like, say, corn right now. Corn would need nutrients or nitrogen right now to get the growth on it. But again, no when. The word kind of sometimes uh, refers to the consumer fertilizer questions. This is especially true with common questions when feeding plants. Break it down as simple as possible. We say plants in the landscaping, um, there's kind of two different groups. There's foundation plants, the trees, the shrubs, the um, evergreens. And those are kind of called productive plants. And those are something that produces, um, he says, <clears throat> the background or the basis. And then there is the flower and food plant, something that needs to be worked on all season. Foundation plants, trees, and shrubs generally want to be fed in the spring and in the late fall. But the plants are producing all summer long, roses, tomatoes, and so forth, really need to be fed regularly during the growing season. They need to keep up that production. 
So that's when I mentioned something like <clears throat> the uh, 958.8 that does very well with uh, whether it be tomatoes or geranium, or we actually call that dessert for hydrangeas. Okay. And I think that's just maybe you could uh, um, identify what is wrong. Maybe it's a tree. Take a branch off. You might see the growth rings and how many years it's taken to put out six inches of growth. Maybe you might see the opposite on a plant that might not be flowering. Um, all those things are remedied through feeding, whether it be um, a natural or just a straight NPK. So that's kind of lead me up to my next when we go to a break, because I'll tell you, we will be coming up to hydrangea season. And a lot of times, Jim, everybody will say, I've got beautiful hydrangeas and I just can't get them to bloom. Okay. Okay. Or I've had struggle for year after year and I cannot make the hydrangea flower. I can't make it grow. Well, a little food goes a long ways. And so getting your basis where say right now, peppers, corn would want that nitrogen get them up and growing but then we'd switch in late june early july to a phosphorus base so they would start producing bud and flower we want good peppers in the late summer we don't want a four foot pepper no. <laughs> with no with no fruit on it that's just one example all right well we'll take a quick break and be back with over the garden fence here on 590 fm wkzl love your garden but hate the pests there's still time to get your grub x at waddell's nursery florist and garden center grub x controls lawn grubs that cause extensive damage to turf like japanese beetles and moles the experts at Waddell's recommend putting Grubex on to kill current infestations and prevent future invasions. It will also control lawn-damaging sod webworms, cutworms, and armyworms. Waddell's recommends applying Grubex in June for the quickest, easiest way to prevent pests and keep your lawn looking best. Right now, save $3 on each bag of Grubex. If you have lawn or weed problems but don't know the best way to control them, be sure to bring in samples for identification to Waddell's Plant Diagnostic Center, where the plant doctor is always in and ready to help. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, serving Southwest Michigan for 75 years. Located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Waddell's.com. WKZO News Time 9:30, 64 and rain here at the studios on West Main. Back to over the garden fence with Andy Waddell, and uh, we were talking about. Uh, I think it was. I, I mentioned to Andy that there's a show called Escape to the Country. That's mm -hmm. I think on Home and Garden, or, or it's it's one offshoot network or something. Sure. This guy, one of the things that was paramount to him was that he have acidic soil so he could grow his rhododendrons. Uh -oh. And and that was like, at, you know, normally it's like we want high ceilings, we want an open concept. <laughs> no, this guy was, it was, in any, it was in England or Scotland, one of the two. Um, but it was important that his, the soil be acidic. So I guess my question to you was, and I think I knew the answer, but I wanted to ask anyway, if, if the soil isn't acidic enough, Mm -hmm. You can make it that way, right? You can. You can. And um, garden sulfur will uh, definitely make a uh, area more acidic, a ground area. And I'll know that um, lime sweetens, sulfur sours. Okay? And so rhododendron, 
azalea, pieris, all your broadleaf evergreens would really appreciate an acidity of probably in that 5.5 to 6. See, I knew uh, you knew the answer. That's <laughs> all right. You know what? Hollytone from a spoma will slowly work because it has sulfur in it, but it's not fast acting enough. So if you need to change things over, put some garden sulfur on and let us show you how sulfur can be put down and burn a plant too at the same time. But we actually, Jim, in our planting at our farm, our, our water is, I think everybody's water, if you have a well, is starting to probably rise in alkalinity because we're using it over and over and over and the percolation of the ground cannot neutralize it. So we have it tested and a lot of times that water will come out at a pH scale again, a seven neutral, come out at seven, six, eight, 8.2 very high in alkalinity so we're actually adding sulfur to our potting mix to compensate that so okay. we're, we're bringing that uh, acidity to those plants and there's a few plants like lilac and clematis everybody that like sweet ground so that's where let's say <clears throat> i'll go these hydrangeas in a second but you really brought up a good point what if i have lilac clematis and, and rhododendron all in the same planting yeah so that's where that lime added to the plant and not to the whole landscaping is probably important. And then the sulfur over to the rhododendron. Okay. So that's just trying to help out. Um, the person that sometimes um, does a little TLC in the long run will really pay off. I was um, in our loading area, Jim, yesterday, and I, <laughs> I had to stop. I... <clears throat> I have never seen so much color in the next couple of weeks. Yes, the heat came on a little bit faster, but I will say definitely that uh, hydrangeas are really setting their flower and a lot of new colors are coming on. And I just uh, was excited to see some of those new ones. And I know our, our hydrangea event will come up in July, but I just wanted to maybe brag on some of the items that uh, our team has been getting. And, um, you know, we've all had problems over the years with hydrangeas putting them in the wrong spot not getting flower so a lot of it is the right solution picking hardy reliable varieties that's where proven winners uh, really comes into play they work hard they are a michigan-based company that um out of spring haven that really works hard on testing huge plots not just 20 but thousands of hydrangeas and really picking the best one mm -hmm. and then working on that plant that's where things like quick fire the actually the original was limelight it was definitely um the most legendary of the plants getting a lot of the new um thrill with hydrangeas for years it was just pg and i just want to say that going out uh out back at the loading area last night we have a new one called uh we bit giddy mm -hmm. and we bit grumpy okay <laughs> which is a a red or a pink or a blue which is really neat i have um new quick fire we've had for years but now i have quick fire fab and i've had firelight for years but now i have quick fire tidbit and obviously a little small form of that we have a cherry explosion, which is a red, like you would not believe in a lace cap form. We have also um, Bloomstruck, Nantucket. You guys have heard of Tough Stuff before. 
Well, we have a new called Tough Stuff. Aha! <laughs> so I had to say that, but it is. It's like, aha, it's finally at last. And Tough Stuff, Jim, and we'll learn more as the season goes on with hydrangeas. It's in the mountain series. Oh, so okay. Mountain, uh, tough, okay? So it's very easy to work with. Um, we've been working very hard to get everybody's love is in the hydrangeas is to have a really good blue so we have Blue Jangles, which is called Let's Dance, which is a beautiful. We have Let's Dance Can Can. We have an oak leaf hydrangea called Gabs, Gabsby's Gal. So just kind of uh, in the beginning of the lineup, but I'll tell you, even down to Invincible Wee White, we have a new hydrangea gym that matures at one foot to two foot. So... If you want a base plant, extremely hardy, we have it. If you want a limelight or a firelight that gets six to eight feet, mm -hmm. you have that also. So quite quite a variety right now that's coming into Waddell's. Sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. Um, the choices maybe is not to pick by color, but by picking uh, maybe a salesperson or a um, nursery salesperson and walking through and explaining your spot first. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we can identify the right plant. There we go. I didn't save the best for last, but I also have a, uh, Waddell's has been working closely with Bailey's or um, Everlast series, Incredible, I'm sorry, um, Bloomstruck series. And um, we have one called Summer Crush that is a bright red regardless of the ph and so really a nice lace cap really bright red flowers is it's just kind of nice to see new varieties coming on with those multiple colors yeah i like red too all right we'll take a quick break we'll be back uh, we still have a little bit of time 382-4280-877-382-4280 or you can text us at 80373 and we'll return in just a moment to Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Keep your gardens full of eye-catching blooms with plants from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's is where you'll find the largest selection around of annuals, perennials, roses, shrubs, and more. Be sure to take a stroll through their perennial section where you'll find over 600 varieties of perennials to choose from. This week, add hybrid lilies in an array of rich colors, purple spiked salvia, pincushion flower, blanket flowers, or foxglove to your yard. Between those wonderful bursts of color we love, there can be some pretty blah moments waiting for the next bloom cycle. Fill those blahs with zinnias, petunias, marigolds, begonias, and more, now just $4.69. Ask the experts at Waddell's for what works best in sunny dry spots or wet shaded areas. Whether you're adding color, creating a succulent garden, or cultivating homegrown veggies, Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has everything a gardener's heart desires. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Waddell's.com. And we're back to Over the Garden Fence here on 591069 FM, WKZO. We got a phone call coming up, so we will uh, we'll take that in a bit. Um, actually, a couple of phone calls. Somebody just buzzed in. Whoa. You know, okay, now this, please, okay, first of all, when you're on the phone, don't take this as a dig, Okay. But it seems to us, Andy, that we always get phone calls towards the end of the show. <laughs> and then we have to ramrod people. <laughs> hey, let's take number one then. We'll, we'll take number one. Let's go to June. Good morning, June. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Hey, June. How are you today? 
I am wonderful. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Can I be of help? Yeah, well, you know what? I know that you have told this last year because I listened, but I didn't write it down. You know, I have daylilies, you know, a ton of them. And I also have some, I really like a beautiful deer and fawns that come in yep. and play in my lot, but they eat my, they're eating all my flowers. Yes. And they just ate all my myrtle, but they're little bitty fawns, and I'm not going to, you know, complain, but they come through, Mom made a little um, hole in my fence so they could get through because I have an embankment so they can't jump over the shrubs. Yes, ma'am. And then the other part of my fence is chain link. So, but they just come out, you know, that's like a playground for them. But as soon as these day lilies come up, boy, they're gone. Yeah. And I have a lot of them. And, you know, they just eat them. And if I'm not home, it, you know, they just eat them like they're going on a style. Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are having a problem at a commercial site, June and really, we're probably removing a lot of the daylilies and putting in other items that are not necessarily deer-proof, but some things that deer don't like. For an example, cat mint they don't like. I do not know why, but beautiful plant. But just one example, option two, we do have, June, some very good repellents that will not kill the fawn by no means but it's a strong deterrent that's not a chemical but it's cinnamon and castor oil base that they really don't like uh, rosemary is mixed in with that it's called deer stop do a border around that and then number two june there is actually a pill that you can put in the in the ground water the plant and as you're taking care of it the pill is absorbed and that way the uh the plant definitely um, will be more resistant to those fawns coming in. Think of you and me at a buff buffet. I like it, I like it, I don't like it. After a while, we're habitual. I'm not going to go back to that plant. Well, um, think of it as the deer the same way. If you can get them to deter, after a while, they might avoiding that. If you can't, that's where maybe coming in sometime and let's look at that deer list together. Okay, now how far, if you were to put that pill in there, though, how, what's the duration of the pill like, so that you would have to put another pill in? You know, like, how far would you go from pill to pill? Um, and it depends on the plant. If it's a large plant, we're, we're suggesting one on a perennial, but possibly on a large perennial, two on a shrub that's big, probably three, you know, something like that. So okay. I think there's a ratio on uh, uh, Repellix has those tablets at the store. And it's kind of a, a nice option for like fruit farmers that are having terrible problems with deer that the first couple of seasons, you cannot do it to edibles, but you can definitely put it on um, ornamentals. The edibles, what they do is it wears down and then year number two or three, when they start getting of size, the orchard then can uh, stop using them and the, the deer have left them alone. So stop in and we'll show you, June. Very good. May I ask you one quick, quick question? Yes, ma'am. Why is it that I cannot find, and I, I'm wondering if there's a certain time, you know, for um, outdoor statues, well, I know on outdoor statues, we sold through, but we just got another group of them in. Uh, we we work with a couple of American companies that um, 
One is called Companion out of Pennsylvania, and our statuary lineup right now as far as bird baths and statues, ma'am, some of it might be the demand that we've had with the COVID, and I'm not being funny, but cement, cement dust, the, the labor to make them, and then the labor to ship them. So we've been behind on some of that, but I think a lot of it stop in, and we got a pretty good selection, whether it be bird baths or small fountains and statuary right now. I will do that. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, June. I appreciate you bet. your advice. Thanks, Bye-bye. June. We appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. We're going to have to run through these quickly. Let's go to Doug in Schoolcraft. Doug, uh, quickly, what is your question? Doug, how are you? Yep. I've got a uh, multi-trunked service berry tree, mm-hmm. and one of the trunks is showing no signs of any leafing out this year. Okay. Is that done? So, Doug, what I might do is <clears throat> we got to do the fingernail method on this. Can I go down the bark and find any green wood? Scratch, or even with a little pocket knife, scratch, look. If I'm scraping out green, put it in your finger, and, Doug, roll it around. Is there moisture to that trunk? If there is, cut the top of that trunk back immediately. Let's see if we can push out some growth out of that trunk. And if not, you might have to remove it and enjoy the balance of what's there. But probably from the um, maybe the drought, I, I've seen that happen very much. That uh, maybe three of the four branches, three of the four trunks, make it. Okay, very good. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thanks, uh-huh. Doug. We appreciate it. Okay, Ginny is on the line from Shelbyville, but we've run out of time. But Ginny, hang on the line. Andy will answer you your question off the air, and then we can talk about it uh, as we uh, as uh, maybe next week. But. Uh, we are through, Andy. Just how fast is going? I know, man. and actually, I have somebody uh, texting me saying that the line was busy at the very end. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you for everybody listening in, and uh, you know what? The conversation gets questions started, so I will take Jenny's calls and everybody else during the week, too. All right, fantastic. Thank you for joining us for Over the Garden Fence. Tune in each Saturday after 9 a.m. for Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Milliman 12th Street.